but a good day. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I am here uh, with my good friend, Tierra K.J. Williams, a.k.a. Miss Black Hollywood. How you doing today, T? I'm good. Hey, boys. Hi, everyone. Hey, all right. So let's let's just jump right into the conversation. As everybody comes in, please hit that thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, so so we were uh, you and I were talking. We, we 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 exchanged stuff back and forth as far as like interesting things that we see that are worthy of a discussion on this podcast. And one topic that came up was this article in Business Insider. Apparently, there's a woman. She's a creator, a content creator named Stella Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Stella basically made some comments about her man pretty much taking care of her. Uh, she came in and basically said that uh, that her man pays all the bills and what's what's my money is my money and what's his money is our money. And uh, it says here in Business Insider, uh, she's been a stay-at-home girlfriend for a year. Her mm-hmm. partner pays her rent, groceries, beauty treatments, and other living expenses. Uh, Williams says this lifestyle reduces her stress, but critics worry it could ruin her independence. Uh, it says here, every Friday, Stella Williams gets a fresh manicure. A year ago, the fashion and travel content creator would often have to carefully budget for nail treatments, sometimes afford, foregoing them to afford rent and living expenses. So before, so she went from the struggle to live in the high life. But yeah. now her money-related concerns are nearly non-existent. Uh, the 29-year-old is a stay-at-home girlfriend. When she gets the bill for her nails, she pays with her boyfriend Dre's credit card. The same goes for groceries, bikini waxes, last-minute purchases, a target for upcoming vacations, and those vacations. Dre pays for them too. most recently that they've been to Paris. The term stay at home girlfriend, which refers to a woman who largely lives off her partner's income and often repays the favor with domestic support, such as cooking and cleaning emerged in 2022 on the heels of the trade wife of the trad, sorry, trad wife trend uh, business insider previously reported that term stems from the words traditional wife and references the stereotypical role of a picture perfect 1950s household. On TikTok, women who have adopted the stay-at-home girlfriend label often rack up millions of views on their day-in-the-life videos in which they make breakfast for their partners, tidy their homes, go for leisurely walks, lounge on the beach, never clocking in for a nine-to-five job. All right, so uh, this sounds just like abusive ratchetry and horrible, horrible treatment of women. Women, she's clearly being abused. This is just terrible, horrible. This is horrible. Get her out. Somebody save her. Blink twice if you need us to rescue you. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this? This this trend, this stay-at-home girlfriend thing. Listen, it, times is hard, and we in a recession, and so you know that's how I feel about it. Like women at this point don't the thing is people don't know that women don't want to always worry about where things are coming from right they want if if, if they have been in the struggle or they are in survival mode um and they they most women want a partner um you know so i'm not i understand it but you know you saying you like a stay-at-home girlfriend is kind of weird you know it, it's it's kind of weird that she's a stay-at-home girlfriend and not a stay-at-home wife i'm sure she's probably pushing that at some point but at this point you know it it's trendy people want to do it i don't know how long this will last you know i don't know how long a man is going to be like yeah i take care of my girlfriend and she don't do nothing i mean i come home and there's stuff you know bills are uh you know bill i pay the bills and she just makes the food i don't know how long that'll last but i mean it, it works for them at this point so that's what she needs and obviously that's what he needs what's wrong with it like, like what, 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 what's just, I mean, you know, like a lot of people would criticize and say, no, 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 no. You can't be no stay at home girlfriend. You, you got, if you had a stay at home wife girl, you in trouble. 
Like your life, it, you know, it's going to get real bad for you. Uh, whatever. So, so what is, what do you, um, I'll, you know, I'll let you kind of start there and then I'll kind of jump in, you know, as I look at it from a financial standpoint yeah. and my wife, you know, happens to be a relationship person. She actually yep. is giving someone therapy on their relationship right now. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to get her take on it. What do you think is wrong with this? Like, why, why do you think it got so much attention from social media? Um, you know, everything, everybody's looking for a reason to be offended on social media. So there's that, like everything is a problem. If people are minding their business, it's a problem. Clearly, like I said, a few minutes ago, this works for this man and this woman. There's an arrangement that they've made that works for them. And I'm not mad at it, right? I'm not mad at the fact that, you know, whatever. I think what's interesting is like, you said something about leisurely getting up and doing, you know, like going for a walk and all of that. Um, the idea that it strips her independence. Um, I, at this point in her life, I'm sure that's okay for a little while. Like she's been living and struggling and trying to figure it out all this time. To her, this is a nice break from, from that. Like, let me just gather myself for a little bit, take these strolls in the park, have a soft girl life. What did they say on the internet? Let me be a soft girl for a couple of years, live in my soft girl era and figure it out. Listen, I'm not mad at her. I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm the wrong person to talk to you about this because I feel her. Like I said, bills is high. Inflation is real. And if, if somebody is going to do it, there's nothing wrong with it. That's just my well, well everybody, uh, I, would, I want to say uh, welcome welcome to DrWestTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. I'm speaking with Tierra K.J. Williams. And we're talking about a couple of things, uh, one of which is there's a lady named Stella Williams who's a content creator, social media influencer, who's kind of being dragged a little bit by certain people, or dragged by some, admired by others, because uh, she basically says, you know, she's a stay-at-home girlfriend. Uh, she doesn't do any work while her man pays for everything. And uh, this has drawn some conversation and criticism. Uh, if you could play, do me a favor, everybody, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, make sure you subscribe, all that good stuff so we can um, have a good conversation. So, uh, all right. So I'm going to pop in here and uh, yeah. and lay this out in terms of what I see. Right. Okay. Um, first off, I, I think everybody has a right to do what they want to do. And I and I applaud anybody who lives their life based on rules that you create as opposed to rules that other people create for you, because all the people out here on the Internet giving relationship advice a lot of these people just have really bad relationships anyway. Their, their, their situation ain't right. So misery really loves company, right? So, right. Uh, so ladies, I encourage you never get advice from your miserable single girlfriends because they really need you to be sad like them. They need you to be depressed. They need you to feel like, like you also are lonely too, so that they can get together with you and complain about men, right? This is kind <laughs> of what I have observed, right? So, so I don't, I don't, I think that this, I, I applaud, the young woman for like doing what she wants to do. Um, you know, she's a pretty lady. She's uh, 29 mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and her man just said, you know, Hey, I got, I got it like that. I got some extra cash flow. I don't care about paying the bills. You just be you and just, you know, be there for me in whatever way I request. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and just for the sake of full disclosure, I've had a relationship kind of like that actually where, mm -hmm. um, and, and, it, and, and what was the, the situation at the time was that my money was, good like paying a, you know 1500 a month in rent or whatever was like not a big deal and what was a big deal see people don't understand this a lot of y'all ladies have to be trained if you're if you're really trying to connect with guys that have money i don't know about every every so-called wealthy man but i i will for full disclosure say i'm not a broke man and what happened is that when i was broke 
I was okay with the grind and the struggle and the stress of not being broke. I was in more survival mode. When mm -hmm. I wasn't broke anymore, I just wanted peace. I just wanted you <laughs> like, you know, like make my life better. Just don't, don't, don't bother me, stress me out. Just let me chill. You know, like yeah, if, if you can make me happy, I don't care. Okay. You want $500? Here you go. I don't care. You want a Gucci bag or something that's 300 Okay. Here. Yeah. Right. As long as it's not too much, as long as it's not ridiculous, you, you know, and a lot of women, I think a lot of people, I don't think understand that. Like if you can just figure out what a wealthy person wants, a lot of them will just give you what you want to, so that you can give them something that money can't buy. Yeah. Right. People think that money only all the people that think money is the most important thing in the world, in my opinion, are people that don't have any money or people that are addicted to money, like people that are really wealthy and feel like, oh, God, I got to make the extra million. Right. But people that get to a point of financial security are people who understood the importance of money. And then when they got enough money, they they didn't care about money anymore. They they, they wanted to get enough money where money was not important anymore. So right. you might think and that's what the thing you hear people online. Oh, she's tricking him or she's using him or whatever. <clears throat> a lot of people, they have enough money. They're like, yeah, yeah. Use me. Like, remember, uh, sir, mix a lot when he said, use me, use me because you ain't that average. Right? And all he needed was a big butt. That's it. <laughs> You gotta be quiet and cannot lie. You other person can't deny. That that explains the BBL phenomenon. You know who knows? Maybe the BBL stand. You know, it maybe one of the B stands for big brain or something. I don't know. Maybe they they got they got the big booty and the big brain, and they figured out if I just get up if I if I walk in with a with a what does it what do you say um uh with a, with an itty bitty waist and a big thing in your face or something like, right? If I do that, then, then right, the men who have money will pay my bills. And and that so this BBL is an investment for me. I I don't agree. I, I I don't I don't personally think that that stuff is appealing. I kind of wonder like like what kind of poison somebody leaked into your ass that's gonna start getting into your bloodstream and eventually kill you. But right. hey, I'm not here to judge. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, do you think that maybe people get it wrong? Like the people that are just criticizing. Maybe you think they can actually learn a thing or two from her. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I told you, like, at this point, boys, I, I can't imagine a woman who is comfortable in survival mode, right? No woman wants that for real. Regardless if they say, like, oh, he's going to strip you of your independence, you can still be, she's independent. She can still, she's making content every day. She still gets, it's not like she can't get up and go outside. Like, it's not like, say, you stay at home and you don't do nothing and you don't say nothing and lock yourself in the room. Like, he's not saying that. He's saying, like, go out, live your life. I mean, I think that force, I mean, to me, if somebody told me that, go out, make some movies, write some scripts, sing some songs, girl, go on. Don't worry about it. I'd be like, thank you. I'll be back with a bag. You know, like, I'm going to go out. You know, it's, it's just, it's. I mean, I think that that works for their relationship. I think it's dope, um, to be honest. I don't, I don't see an issue with that at all. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, I'm gonna read some more of this article to you. Do me a favor, everybody. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Share. Subscribe. Uh, also, Tierra, uh, her her website is realvirtual.net, and she runs uh, the Real Virtual uh, agency where they can help you get your business started. They can give you support as far as team members. They can help you get things done. Uh, everybody who's an entrepreneur or thinking about becoming one, if you're a entrepreneur, uh, realvirtual.net, they can do a free consultation with you. Uh, so go sit down with them and see how they can help you. Uh, the first hire that I did in my 
my business, Tierra, was a virtual assistant. Yep. And that made a big difference uh, in my business because I was able to get more things done. And a lot of our businesses, we lose money because we, we're not able to put the time in that, that we need. And Real Virtual can help you put in that time. So uh, everybody reach out to realvirtual.net, uh, R-E-E-L, virtual.net. And also, uh, if you reach out to them and they do business with you, they'll take $100 off the price uh, because you came from this podcast. So tell them Dr. Boy sent you, realvirtual.net. Okay, so so let me, let me read more of this article. I think this is intriguing. I, I really think that people should just at least consider various forms of relationships because I, I didn't see anything wrong with I don't see anything wrong with somebody doing what they want to do. Uh so it says here uh it says uh let me let me scroll down. Um the lifestyle the okay so those so stay at home girlfriend videos rack up millions of views. The lifestyle appeals to women who feel overwhelmed and overworked by hustle culture. But yeah. some people commenting on social media posts say the trend glamorizes unhealthy financial dependence and gender inequality. So that's those are the lonely feminists that are screaming in there <laughs> okay. saying, what's wrong with you, girl? How dare you let that man pay your bills? How dare you live a comfortable life? How dare you be happy? You need to be miserable like us. Right. Because we, we want to be we want to be a bunch of dudes. Right. We want to put on combat <laughs> boots, go to war and do construction for a living. Um, I, 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 I hope I don't sound cynical. Do I sound cynical? Yes. Well, that's OK. You know, you better work 300 hours a week, girl. I know, right? For whatever reason, like black women wear that as a badge of honor. Like I'm out here hustling, I'm doing my thing, girl. Mm -mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I think she might be onto something. So, so in contrast, she says allowing her boyfriend to take care of certain aspects of her life has been a practice in letting go of her extreme self reliance and internal struggles. She's still overcoming. Before this, I was in survival mode, trying to figure out how I was going to keep a roof over my head. Now I can completely focus on my health and lean into building my brand. Uh, how here's how em, embracing the stay at home girlfriend lifestyle has empowered her to live with less stress and more time for her passions. Uh, so she talks about how to become a stay at home girlfriend. Uh, when she chatted with Dre for the first time at a church run, church run singles night. OK, so it's so she met him in church and it was okay. singles night. So so this tells me here's what this tells me. It tells me that he is a person that has some sort of traditional value system yeah. that makes him want to be the provider and wants to do engage in the masculine act of taking accountability for something. Right. A lot of and I, and I think ladies should understand that a lot of these guys who don't want any responsibility, that's they're not masculine because uh, because I think black people have been hit by slave culture. I think that the men have been emasculated and the women have been made masculine and it's just creates this weird imbalance. So if a masculine woman bumps into a masculine man, they're going to fight like two dudes. Yeah. They're going to clash. Right. Uh, but if a woman wants to be feminine, but she's doing that with an emasculated man, she's going to feel abandoned because he's yeah. going to be like, well, of course the garbage can get taken out. You didn't take the garbage out today. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, like wait, somebody's down in the basement. basement. Somebody broke into the house here, baby, you take the baseball bat, go, go check and see what, what's going on. Right. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be up here waiting for you when you get back. Right. And I think that that balance, that imbalance, like the, the confusion where people just don't know um, what to do. I, I, I think that that imbalance was avoided here because she met this man in a space where traditional values are honored, where, where ideas and concepts of family and masculinity are more cherished. Uh, what do you think about my theory there? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I agree with that. And think about how many years or how many stories we've heard of Black women holding it down. How many women take care of Black men who are inside playing video games all day and saying like, I'm just living my soft boy era. Like, right? So there's like, there's Black men out here who don't want to work 
who allow their women to go out and make the bread and then come home. Listen, I got a cousin that does it. Well, he used to do it. He makes money, his own money now, but he was a stay-at-home husband and he raised the children, but he used to just be at home. He wasn't even creating online content. He was just at home with his feet up, telling the kid like she was at home. She was out in the world working as a doctor, making money. So I just think it's interesting. It was a weird thing, but it worked for them. And at some point, it tilted and he started making money too. And then now they're, they're good. Right. So that there's that, but I, I do feel like black men have been doing this sort of thing for a long time. So someone to vocally come out and say like, yeah, I want a man to take care of me and I'm going to, now let's hope that the only thing that is kind of a red flag for me is like this whole, like his money is my money and no, his money is our money and my money is my money. Um, I don't necessarily know if I would say that, you know, like as my, my boyfriend is out in the world, like I, I wouldn't do that online. I wouldn't, that wouldn't be, I wouldn't proclaim that. I'd be like, you know, we just, we doing our thing. Like we doing what works for us. Um, because hopefully if something happens to him, she can hold it down. Like he's been holding it for her. Like as long as they got that and that is like the way that'll work. And it's not just her, like, I want to sip pina coladas during the day and make content and look like, um, whatever you know and you actually in a relationship that you enjoy you're not using that person i think it's okay yeah well you know what that's a great point and i think that if you're in a scenario where you're expecting a man to fulfill those particular roles i i would say traditional role but it's not completely traditional because they're not actually married but but still though there's some tradition there in the sense that he's just decided i want to handle everything um you know i think that there is an expectation that you also have the qualities of, of whatever level of traditional woman you need to be to make him feel comfortable taking on that role. Like, I think that a lot of women think that they can get a guy to pay all the bills. Well, all they have to do is sit around and possibly maybe look cute or whatever. And, and I'm just going to, I will just say that I don't, I don't think most men who are doing well, really, I mean, at least the most smart men that I know are going to just let you sit around and just be cute and have sex and, and, and have that be, you know, the reason that he pays for everything. Yeah. Um, e- even if the sex is great because there's sex everywhere. Everyone's I mean, sex is being sold for $1.99 a pound. Right. So basically, you know, you know, it's, it's, that's not going to be enough to get him to want to do all those things. But I do think that if you understand the exchange of value, right, we, we talk a lot, you know, we, we do our financial consciousness training every day about what it means to be conscious of money, conscious of wealth, conscious yeah. of value, because a lot of people have very low levels of financial consciousness. Uh, and I explained to them that a lot of wealth comes down to the transfer of value. It's not just money, money, most wealth is not money. Most wealth is not money. And people should know that. And what I mean by that is, so okay, so let's say that his financial contributions here, and hers is down here. But her value contribution is up here. Right. right? Let's say that she's, you know, she's really showing up for him. She's really figuring out, you know, it's it's good old fashioned customer service. You know, like I think about it with my wife. It's uh, it's customer service for me, too. How do yeah. I this person's important to me? I need something from them. How do I find out what they need so I can make sure I deliver that? And yeah. and, and the thing about a rich man is a rich man is not going to say, well, well, the most important thing you can do to me is split that Burger King paycheck you got. I I need that two hundred ninety five dollars a week so I can pay get my for my gas. Yeah, rich man ain't gonna do that. But rich man, you you might say, well, I well, I'm I'm really delivering for him because I'm getting up and going to work every day flipping burgers and bringing home four hundred dollars a week. He might be like, babe, I don't give a shit. I make I make I make ten thousand a week. I don't need your burger money. 
What I need is your love. I need the things that money cannot buy. I need your support. I need your attention. I need you to rub my head and tell me it's going to be okay. I need some, you know, whatever other little things a man might need, right? Uh, I want a, a hot meal when I come home. And that's where communication is important. You know, my wife actually teaches a whole class on communication. And it's really interesting how many couples don't even know they have a communication problem. Yeah. They don't even understand. Like they, they literally will, like people don't even listen to each other's love language. They don't even try to figure out how to best love a person. They just say, well, I do this for you, this for you, and this for you. And the other person might be sitting there like, but I never asked for that. You know, like yeah. men do it all the time. We'll be like, well, I've spent all the, I work and I give you all this money. And the woman might, like, might be like, I don't want your money. I actually just want, kind of wanted your attention. I wanted yeah. your time. Right. And, and so, so ultimately, and I'll put my wife's website up here. If anybody wants to go to her, her site, because, because I really will say, I believe that if you can figure out somebody's love language, and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, I'm talking about friendships, I'm talking yeah. about business, I'm talking about sales. If you figure out what people want and you deliver what they want, not only will it be more efficient for you, you'll get more bang for your buck, but also you'll be more likely to get what you want from them. They'll give you back what you want if you figure out how to give them what they want. You know, And, and I don't know if people understand that. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, uh, you know what I thought was really interesting? I love that you said that. Last night I was reading um, an article about The Rock. And, you know, The Rock with his uh, his brand, his liquor brand, he's an alcohol brand. Um, <clears throat> his ex-wife is the mastermind behind the whole movement of him having this uh, it, a billionaire. Well, it's, it's actually almost a billion dollar brand, if not that yet. I don't know what his ex-wife's name is right now, but she was a mastermind and helped him build it. Right. So now that they are divorced, they still run, they live amicably and they still run the business together. So when I think about how um, inspiring a woman can take a man who is good and make him great based on all the things that you just said, like, right, a woman who is forward thinking and a visionary and smart and not like, nah, let's do this. Let's do that. Ooh, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna have your back. I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna hold that pocket. I'm gonna keep whatever whatever it is, or have you thought about this? Or have you considered that? Like having a right, a right hand that is a uh, smart and uh, in a sense of like a woman, beautiful and that's helpful. And that's going to give you sound advice. Um, you can't really buy that. Like women don't come like that. I remember um, also seeing something that uh, Michelle Obama said, she said that they were, her and Barack were at a restaurant and basically uh, a guy that she used to date was in the restaurant or something like that. I might be, I'm going to paraphrase. And basically Barack was like, oh, who is that? And she was like, oh yeah, I used to date him. And she was, he was like, oh, well, you know, if you, if you uh, would have ended up with him, you would have been uh, with a gardener or whatever he was doing, What you would have been on the gardening firm or whatever. He was like, no, he would have been president. Just cause, cause having, oh. you know what I mean? No, he would have been the president, right? Because she's saying like, I'm a good woman and I'm a, do what I need to do. I'm going to push him. You know, like had, he would have been, you know, he wouldn't have just had that. We would have elevated in a way, you know. So anyway, so I just thought that that Ooh. was just having a good woman, I think is invaluable. So if she's a good woman and can, 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 you know, really push him to be his best version of himself, I think that makes all the difference too. Mm. Uh, by the way, everybody, <clears throat> you're listening to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I'm here with Tierra K.J. Williams, a.k.a. Miss Black Hollywood. And uh, and we're talking about a lot of things, uh, namely a social media influencer who basically lets her man pay all the bills. And she's part of this new trend called the stay-at-home girlfriend that everybody's kind of criticizing. Uh, if you could do me a favor, uh, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share. 
make sure you subscribe, all that good stuff. And also Tierra's website is realvirtual.net. Uh, if you want help with your business, uh, they can help you. They can help you get, get it off the ground. They can help you get it going, all that good stuff. And uh, I'll put the URL on the screen in one second. And uh, and so, so you know, what I'll say uh, to, you know, to, I guess, close out that part of the conversation is yeah. that, you know, I, I, I think that uh, to, to whatever extent people are talking about the risk factors of, of being that stay-at-home, you know, girlfriend or whatever, and all that. I, I think that those that, that that's a legitimate comment that, that people have basically said. Look, you know, if he decides to not pay your bills anymore, you're going to be done. Uh, if he decides to get rid of you, you're going to struggle again. And I do agree with that. But I mean, the yeah. thing is, I, I think I think love always has a type of risk connected to it. And yes. um, you know, and so you know, the fact that she went for a better life. I mean, we know what would have happened if she had never done it. She would still be struggling and grinding every day. So she yeah. knows what she would get by not taking that chance. Um, and also I think risk can be minimized, right? So I think that uh, the risk, there should be an awareness of the risk, right? right. Which again, we, we do financial consciousness and which where we go into awareness and, and all this other stuff. So I think uh, that you should be aware of the risk, but you can't let the risk stop you from making decisions that could possibly improve your life, right? right? And I think also you can minimize risk, right? Maybe she's saving money, maybe she's investing, maybe she's got a plan B. And, uh, and because because the reality is, that when you're not married, you're not married, right? right? And you can you can pretend like you're simulating marriage as much as you want. You can say, well, we're, it's just like being married or marriage ain't nothing but a piece of paper. That's not true. Marriage is more than a piece of paper. Right. Marriage is a legal contract. Marriage has economic guarantees. Marriage means that if somebody gets sick, or whatever that they're gonna you know they're gonna be able to get in the hospital to come see you they have power of attorney all these other little things that we don't talk about um but at the same time marriage is also very uh risky in, in, in itself yeah. uh you can see how many couples i mean there's so many couples that get divorced and uh and then the divorce ends up hitting them hard financially uh women are the ones who ask for divorce more often than men and then and then they say oh it's so hard being a single mom so men like me well you know i think kevin samuels used to say that he say well, well why would you get rid of your good husband if you if, if if you're struggling so much and then they say well because he cheated well kevin was the guy who would say is that it like is that why like really you're so you're blowing up your whole family you're out here dating all these men who are cheating on you every day uh because you feel bad about this guy that you were with. Uh, what do you think about that? How do you weigh the pros and cons of marriage? I, I feel like in society, even though we want to encourage everyone to get married, marriages are not working in America. Marriages are falling apart, particularly uh, on average amongst, you know, say, I actually, I think Dave Ramsey showed though, if you so, sort by who went to college, if you take college graduates who, uh, who go to church, uh, whose parents were married, the divorce rate drops a lot. Right. Yeah. So but but generally speaking, there's a lot of risks that people see when it comes to marriage. So uh, so what's wrong with somebody saying, you know what, that's too risky. I don't want to take that chance. We're just going to do the whole stay at home girlfriend or pretend thing because I don't I don't want to make a promise I can't keep. What do you think about that? Right. Um, you know, with this particular girl with Stella, Stella's 29. Um, that's still pretty young, fairly young, if, if, if in my opinion ish. I mean, she definitely. <laughs> Right. It depends on it depends on how you define young. Well, I mean, I'm saying she can recover, right? So, like, if she has a yeah. couple of years, she can just recover. If she knows what it's like to get out and grind, and she is taking this time to build her uh, audience, we know that audience is king, community is king. And you, if you have products that you can, that is valuable to the marketplace, you can sell your products. So, obviously, she knows a little bit about that and has been like, okay, I'm gonna build my brand. So, hopefully, it it creates a launch pad for her in the event that something happens. She's like, okay, well, we did that. This has been great. 
thank you for helping me build. I hope I've added to your life. I'm going to keep it moving. You're going to keep it moving, you know? So, you know, hopefully it ends up being like that where it's amicable and you can walk away and you've benefited and they've also benefited. Well, you know what? I I think overall, um, and we we could close it up on this and move to our next topic, but I, I feel like there is just kind of this thing where it's like whatever choice you make, there's a risk attached. Yeah. And uh, and in fact, if I were to ask everybody, give me a yes or no. Do you think 29 is young relationship wise or do you think it's old? What do you all think? Yes or no. Do you think she's younger or not young? Uh, and I ask this question because it is in the eye of the beholder. It all depends on what you're comparing it to. Yeah. Um, one thing I think women have to accept, and this is going to I don't know if this is going to make anybody upset, but I think women need to accept the fact that your breeding years are not the same as men. You you can't do a Robert De Niro and go have a baby at 70 years old. That's even true. though I think, even though I think Robert De Niro looks a little silly doing that Al Pacino, you know, you, you, right. You up at age 75, 80 years old, having kids. I think that's, that's a lot. Um, but that's an option that men have. I've never known a woman who's been able to have a baby at the age of 75. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, and really truth yeah. be told, if you really are looking at honest biology, when women get over 35, that becomes a high risk pregnancy from what I understand. And I mean, 30 and it's sad because 35 is, you know, for a lot of people, 35 in the age of social media, 35 has become like the new 25 Yeah. and people feel like, Oh, I'm still young and I'm still doing whatever. And believe me, women still look good. Black women, black women, y'all look good and into your thirties, forties and fifties and and y'all can hold it down and always be attractive to men. But I think in terms of like that whole, like, like settle down and have kids thing, that's a stage that is uh, probably that's incredibly valuable from a personal standpoint. And I see it get wasted a lot. I've seen women spend age 29 to age 35 with a guy who never intends on making anything, uh, you know, making anything permanent. You know, he's not going to really have kids with you or get married to you. And then there, and then next thing you know, you're 35, 36 going back on, on the dating market, but you're not 29 anymore. Yes. Your life is a little bit different. And uh, and I think as long as people know the trade-off, that's okay. But I have seen, uh, and I'm talking specifically about black women because of what black women go through. I have seen a ton, and, and I'm sure everybody in the audience can tell me that they've seen this too. I've seen a ton of black women who were raised by their single mother to focus solely on their career and grind, grind, grind on the career. It kind of put relationships to the side or just have fun. And then they hit 39, 34, 40 years old, no kids, no spouse, no nothing. All you got, now pay attention now, I need everybody to think about this. All you got is that job, that white man's job. That's that's, that's literally your crowning achievement. I, I know women, I can think of uh, two or three women I know like that. Uh, two of them are medical doctors yeah. and they're damn good doctors. But that's all you got is you and your patients. That's yeah. it. And, and, and whatever guy you're sleeping with for the moment, you know, or whatever situationship you're in. Yeah. Um no kids, no nothing. And, and I, I don't know if that's, I don't, I, I'm not going to say it's not worth it because it's not my job to say that. Yeah. I just don't know if they thought about it that way when they were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so this is one of the reasons why I am an advocate for people, at least, you know, in this fast paced world where everybody's all career driven, take a moment, think about yourself, think about your life. Think about, imagine yourself at the age of 50, 55. uh, What kind of life do you want to have? Do you want to be a 55 year old where all you got is your job? Because yeah. remember that white man can take that job away in a second too. Then next thing you know, you ain't got nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's where a lot of people end up depressed like that. You know, they 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 pour everything into their career and then they lose their career and then you know you, you find out like life is not just all about your career. Yeah. What do you think? Did I did I sound harsh when I said that? No, yeah. no, 
it, you know, it is something to consider. I think you're absolutely right. We're influenced to be independent women who are going and getting the bag and securing the bag and, um, having children feels less desirable to, uh, to women. I'm, I obviously I have a daughter, but like, I, even when I moved to Hollywood, one of the things was, I was like, mm, I'm gonna just Halle Berry, I'm gonna just Halle Berry it and have a baby when I'm 40. That's what I said when I first got here, because the culture in California, particularly Hollywood to work on television. And it's, it's very, it's very career driven around here. It's like, mm. you got to keep your looks. You got to go, you know, you got to, eat salad you got if you want to be on tv you have to be really really serious there is a there is a pathway and so if you're you you kind of got to fall into that so there's not really a whole culture for family here and i think that's also why women are single i would say here you know because there everybody is in pursuit of something you know so yeah I think that's a great point. And by the way, uh, Tierra's website, realvirtual.net is on the screen. So if you want help with your business, um, I think every black person should know how to start a business or have a side hustle or have some other way to generate income. They can help you. They can help you come up with those ideas. Uh, so if you want to learn more about what they do, you can go to realvirtual.net, R-E-E-L, uh, virtual.net, not.com.net. And also, uh, if you want investing information, I send out profit alerts for stocks that I like, things like that. Uh, just text the word stock to 87948. If you text stock to 87948, I'll send you uh, our $5 a day investing plan in the Black Business School, as well as some other resources that can help you and your family get ahead economically. Uh, so, so T, um, all right, so so let's move on to the next the next topic then, because um, we okay. So we we're talking about I this. I what you did there. You you were you were you got us into the transition, and I pulled us back. So go on ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. You know what? You were the way you had transitioned, and I pulled us back. My bad. Well, well, we just free flowing here. We just free flowing, you. you know. And, and, I, and I think it's I think it's fun. I just I don't know about y'all, but I just enjoy when black people are able to sit around and have smart conversations where we really are reflecting on things that matter as opposed to like the dumb stuff online. But speaking of dumb stuff, this is a dumb <laughs> thing that we can actually reflect on on some level though, in, 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 in perhaps a way where we can learn something. Has anybody heard of this couple, the Jacksons of Atlanta? There's this couple that's on the internet called the Jacksons of Atlanta. And apparently uh, they got married a few years ago, had six kids. And after they had their sixth child, they decided, oh, this is a good time to get a divorce. So, so both of them, I guess, because they've got their social media followings, have announced uh, individually that they are getting a divorce. And uh, it's, so what do you think about this? This this, you know, this whole like, let's go have six kids and then let's break up. I think that's sloppy as hell. I think that's absolutely insane. Insane to me. I, I don't know. What, what do you think, Tierra? Well, I read the statements. I read his uh, I read her statement and her basically saying like. I realized that he was cheating, but I was still trying to stay in my marriage. Uh, you know, he was doing too much um, and I still decided to stay. My issue was that she's decided to stay before they start having children. He was cheating and doing all the things. And she decided to stay anyway, thinking that he would evolve or he would change. So then after they have six children, then He's like, I need to focus on me because I read his statement, too. It was like, I need to figure out who I am and what I want. I almost cussed. You, like, you know what I mean? Like, this ain't the time. This ain't the time for you to figure out who you are and what you desire. You desire me and these six kids is what you desire. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I saw the statements. I thought it was foolish. Um, I, You know, I'm so 
weird or on the fence when it comes to relationships because on one hand it's like they should have figured out a plan for uh for infidelity just in case like something happened like they needed to figure out like what are we gonna do with all these children but if we do you know like there should have been a plan because there are all these young children who are underage like under the age of five or six i want to say and that's hard for a single woman like a, a single mom you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on, boys. Um, yeah. So I just I feel like it's a cop out for him. I saw he said he had an emotional affair, aka he was having an a, a, an affair with a woman, right? Like you were you were having sex with a woman, and you know. Oh, so an emotional her. affair means you're also doing it, right? That doesn't just mean like you're like sharing personal secrets with. Yes, he tried to say it was an emotional affair. An emotional affair is I'm having sex with her. That's just like. Now people are using that as a cop out, like it was an emotional affair. You know, when women and men say that, it means. Oh, I thought I thought it was when you weren't doing it, but you just aren't like connecting to each other. Yeah, but no, he was doing it. Yeah, no, he tried to say that in the release, but I didn't see an apology in the release. He was just like, I gotta work on me. I gotta figure out what I. It just felt very like singular and selfish, but. That was that was just my thoughts. Um, hmm. You know, I I don't think that a woman. My problem with infidelity, and I know where you stand with this voice, and I can't wait to hear what you you say. But I I don't think it's about the cheating that is the problem, right? It's the patterns with the problem. Like it's the patterns. It's it means that you're a liar. You said you were going to go hang hmm. with your friends. You went and hung with a woman. I can't trust you. Hmm. I'm not safe here. This is not going to work for me, right? It's it's um you making up things, you lying, you trying to cover your lies, man. Tell her I was with you, but really I was out here in Hawaii with another woman. Like that's not fair. That's not fair to your wife who's at home raising your children when you get to go out and live your best life, and she's being at home and she's loyal to you. So that's my issue with infidelity because it's not about the. It's like okay, you one night stand, cool. Like you have a one night stand, this doesn't mean you want to. This doesn't mean you want to leave. It just means that you had a slip up. We gone. Okay, you slipped up. Cool. But what does that mean, right? Uh, does that mean you want to leave? Does that mean you want to? Are you going to go back over and over again? You know. Uh, so that that's just my issue with. I went on mm-hmm. a tangent, but that's just my issue with cheating. I, I get it, and and I and I don't think. I, I think it would be really weird to sit here and say cheating is okay. Um, I think that it's 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 something that has to be sort of discussed and thought about because it happens all the time and it's a big reason for divorce. And it really speaks to say that the world isn't going to change. Uh, you know, the men that do whatever men are going to do, they're never they're never going to stop being men. And there are more men like this than most women will be would care to admit. Right. Every man. I, I think a lady should just know every man that you ever meet is going to if you say, are you a cheater like the rest of them? They're going to say no. Right. That's the game. They lie and they pretend like they're the one guy who doesn't do what a lot of the other guys are doing. And a lot of times it's just simply not true, especially when you're dealing with a man that has a lot of dating options, who's away from you a lot, who makes a lot of money, who's on the road or whatever. Like I find it really just borderline hilarious when women will marry some NBA player that makes 50 million a year and then be like, oh, my God, he cheated. I was so shocked. (laughs) What are you shocked about? Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant met a woman at nine o'clock and was fucking her by nine forty five. And he wasn't even using a condom. That's that's the price of being married to Kobe Bryant. 
That's the price yeah. that Vanessa Bryan paid. And that's not a price I would pay because yeah. we live in a world with, with diseases. We live yeah. in a world with diseases you can't get back. And so when when we when I when I look when I looked at that press conference Kobe gave after he got busted and and for, you know and accused of rape, and I saw you know the sincere look in his eyes uh, of his remorse, and then I saw his wife sitting there. She had the big old ring on, and everybody was speculating on that. And she's looking at him. I did not see what everybody else saw. I didn't see what everybody else saw. I, I think everybody else saw him. Uh, they saw a man who who uh, was trying to defend his innocence. They saw a man who had been maybe falsely accused. They saw a man trying to keep his wife because he got caught cheating or whatever. I saw something where I wondered what was going on beneath the surface. Like, is your wife walking around the earth with HIV because you're sleeping with nasty ass women that you just met, you know, and she's got, she's keeping this quiet because she doesn't want to destroy your reputation. That's what I'm wondering. I'm really wondering that because, yeah. you know, Cookie Johnson, I'm sure she's friends with Cookie. Now, her and Magic and Cookie have dinner together, you know, because that's that's the crazy lifestyle that does exist in L.A. Yeah. And I wor- I wondered about that when Kobe got married at 21 years old. I said, how in the hell is a 21 year old with one hundred million dollars going to be expected to be faithful when when you know as much about male biology and all that as I know? I read book, I, I guess because I wrote that book, Financial Lovemaking. All, all I did was read about human attraction and sexuality and testosterone and and oxytocin and all these chemicals. Sex is inevitable. People are horny people. You know, everybody in here is horny. Everybody, you, even if you lie about it, that means you're probably the nastiest of, of the group no, yeah. because 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 love and sex was designed for a reason. It's yeah. for young people to reproduce for the next generation. Happens yeah. all the time. Every time you see an arena full of people, a hundred thousand people in the room means a hundred thousand people had sex, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that you know, and, and most of the time when people have sex, a baby isn't actually born. So my point is to say that I think that there's this whole there's this whole universe of sexual reality that we don't even that we want to pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. We sweep it under the rug. And when you take something that big, as big as as big as the, the the foundation of human existence, which is sex, that's the reason we're alive. And when you take something that big and that powerful, and you try to push it under the rug, you can have a big lump in the fucking rug. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. you you literally took a, a ten thousand pound gorilla and tried to push it under the rug, and everybody's tripping over the fucking gorilla because you want to act like it's not there. No, that stuff is there. And so so when you see a guy. That especially like let's use the example of the NBA player, the Kobe example, 21 years old, all the money in the world, women constantly tempting him. And you really think that he's going to be faithful to you. I don't get it. So to some extent, the people that are able to give you the greatest glimpse into truth and reality are the people like the, the little Wayne's who's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about your rules. I got three women pregnant at once because that's inside of me. That's why I'm little Wayne. They want me. I want them. I'm going to go get them all pregnant. And that doesn't count all the women that I've been sleeping with this year. Uh, Nick Cannon is like, you know what? I'm King Nick. I made a hundred million dollars last year. I'm going to go and impregnate half the earth. And I don't give a damn what none of y'all think about it. It's weird. And and they're going to, people are going to talk crazy about these guys, but what they're doing for you, they're doing you a favor because they're being honest with you. And isn't that what women say that they want? They really want honesty. Right. But but that but the thing is that that honesty does not come with any sort of significant reward. It really comes with like this shame of like, how dare you not pick one woman and pretend like all you want is one woman, even though your body is telling you com- something completely different. You know, it's, it's really for some of these guys, especially when the guys are younger, 
yo, this is why I didn't get this why I didn't want to get married when I was in my 20s. I was not a wild man. I was actually smarter than a lot of my friends. I was I was teaching college students at 23 years old. So I wasn't a normal young person. I thought through everything. But but one yeah. thing I learned about intelligence and logic is it doesn't override instincts and in human nature and stuff like that. And emotional intelligence was, was something I was still working on. But I wasn't a wild guy, but I remember being mortified of getting married in my 20s because I said, I am, I have all this energy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I have all these attractions. And I can love a woman. I can love the hell out of a woman. But that don't mean that's going to be the only woman I'm interested in all the time. And uh, and I I was scared to death of this idea that that if I got caught being who I am, that somehow I could lose everything. So I didn't get married in my 20s. I, I would have been a great husband in my 20s because I was hardworking. I was dedicated, all that. But I was like, I'm not signing up for that. I'm going to wait until I get old enough that I have enough experiences in life. I've sown my oats, so to speak, that I, that literally it's just like, OK, yeah, I'll be faithful because it's not hard now because I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. That's why you saw me get married in my 40s. You did. You, I don't think I, I told my wife, I said, I love you, but I wouldn't have married you at 29 or 30 years old. I just wouldn't have done it. It would have yeah. sounded good, but it would have been a fucking disaster because you would have then went and said, I found out that Boyce likes this other woman and, and he's a terrible person and we're going to take all his money and he's a he's a dirty rat bastard. And blah, blah, blah. No, I'm, you're not, not going to put me in that trap. So how about this? I'm going to sit over here and, uh, and wait until I feel comfortable making that level of a commitment to you and then you'll see me do it. So I'll be showing up in my 40s. I'm not showing up at 25, 30 years old. And that's sad to me because I think that there's a lot of good husbands who lose everything, you know, and, and they're not trying to be bad people. They're not when he's when he's sleeping with that other woman. I don't think he's sitting there thinking, like, how can I really hurt my wife? I'm going to jab her in the heart. But, you know, like, like I'm just I'm, I'm going I'm going to have sex with this lady so I can really hurt my wife. I really want to see her sad. I want to see her cry. I don't, think, we, I don't think men think that way. But that's the way we take it. It doesn't even matter. Like. When a right. man, when a man has sex with another woman, when a man goes off and gets another woman, it makes you feel like you were not enough, enough, right? So we always use the we always use the analogy. Here's your pizza. You love pizza. It makes me feel like I don't have enough toppings for your pizza. If you love, you know what I mean. Like I don't have enough toppings. There's not enough here. Now you got to go get a cheeseburger. When really I had all this stuff. I got good cheese. I got buttery. You know, I got all the good stuff. And here you go, and you still want Chinese food on Thursday and a pe in a in a in a hamburger on Friday. Like it makes us feel some kind of way. And and to mm -hmm. go back to the whole idea of like Kobe had a mamba mentality. Listen, I've watched all the videos of Kobe and saw you can watch videos of his discipline. I think when a woman looks at a man and they say, Wow, he is really disciplined, he's gonna be disciplined enough not to have he's making this decision. Because he's made this decision to basketball. You've made your decision to education. You made the decision to do, and we see how hard y'all go. Get up every day at the same time at 3.30, and then you train, and then you train, and then you train. For you, you get on the internet, and you and you, and you you do your classes. Every, women are looking at that like, oh, he can't commit to all the things. So he can commit to me. Here's a place where I can be safe because he's going to be disciplined not to go stick his penis in another woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that all that logic is incredibly flawed. And let, let me tell you why I think <laughs> let, let me tell you why I think a lot of it's flawed. Look, um, okay, so first off, I'm gonna say that that discipline that you see with Kobe, 
that discipline uh, and that his ability to dominate other men as an athlete was driven by this thing called testosterone. Uh, Kobe had a lot of testosterone. That's what, when you, if you want to see examples, it's like uh, it comes out when men are in competitive situations and they're dominating other men. It's required to compete at that high level. To compete at that high level, you have to have all the things that women love, which is a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, cause you're, you're, you have to be more confident than the most confident men that are out there. Michael Jordan, uh, one guy was talking crazy to Michael and Michael went out and dropped 50 points on the guy in like a half of a game. It was 40 or 50 points. And when, and then he ran by the bench and he says, sit down, you little bitch. Right. Like there's just this, this dominant energy that comes out. And so what happens is that that testosterone is very appealing to women because women are attracted to confidence, but it also drives male sexuality. And it unfortunately also drives abusive behavior too. Yeah. You know, so like with a man like that, you step up on him, you're talking back too much. You try to get in his face. You're trying to punk him. Oh, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to sit you down. Right. And that that's the, that's the paradox of women's attraction to testosterone. It's like, I admire you, but I fear you at the same time because I piss you off. You might punch me or you might cheat on me because all these other women are attracted to the same thing I'm attracted to. You be, you're literally attracted to the alpha male. And if you go out into the mammal kingdom, the alpha male is the one that gets all the vagina. That's the woman. That's the one the women seek out and they want to get pregnant with this guy. The, 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 the female, the does, you know, remember doe, a deer, a female deer, right? When I watched this doe, and it was mating season, so she was horny. She wanted to go and, and get pregnant. So she walks up, and there's a whole bunch of bucks. You know, it's like going to the club. All these bucks are just sitting there chilling, and they're all sniffing her. They're all sniffing her butt like, girl, I can still, I see you want some. Hey, how about me? How about me? And she's walking past all the guys that are on the outside of the circle because she knows instinctually. Nobody taught her that she knows instinctually that the alpha male is the one that's in the middle. He's the one that occupies that territory everybody else wants. Just like Michael Jordan got the NBA championship that everybody wants. Everybody wants to be Michael Jordan, right? So so Michael Jordan, if you look at his history, Michael Jordan has women in every single state, right? Juanita probably, you know, if they went down, I bet I bet Michael probably had sex with 500 women while he was married to Juanita. If I'm, I, I again, I'm not, I'm not, I, just, I, I, just, I know, you're just throwing it, It's weird, it's weird when, when like regular people I know, they're like, oh yeah, I know she slept with Michael Jordan. She slept with, you know, again, I'm not speculating this man's sexuality. I'm just saying this is the reality that I think people ignore. And somehow, uh, you know, this, this weird idea that somehow this person who is in this position, who's getting this level of attention is going to be able to minimize himself into sort of saying, no, 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 no. I'm shutting off all these other parts of who I am. So I could just focus on you. And if I can't do that, that somehow is an insult to you. I think that that speaks to expectations. Um, I talked to a woman who was Latina and her perception was completely different. She was a black woman from a Latin American country. And her, her reaction to like men like that, you know, messing around with other women is they kind of, she was kind of like, well, of course they do that. Like that's, you know, go. he's the boss. Of course he's going to be interested in other, I, I, I can't be everything. His appetite's going to be bigger than me. And it has nothing to do with me. I think just this premise, that we can be everything that another person needs. That's a false premise. I, and I'll even say that as a man, I don't believe I am everything that my wife needs. Now, women, women are different from men though. Women don't go around and you know need to spread their bodies to other people, but women will 
uh, you know, for example, my wife likes men who can sing. She loves Prince. If I talk about Prince, my wife will get mad at me. Like I'm talking about her man. Right. And, uh, and I know what's going on. I know that there's like some sort of energy there. Right. I'm, I just thank God. I never had to compete with Prince to get her attention. And I, I don't care. I, I, I let it go because, because I I'm appreciative for what I have. I know I have a massive amount of space in her life and I don't become offended because I'm not a hundred percent of everything she needs all the time. There's no food ever invented in the history of all mankind that a person could eat every single day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of their life and not get sick of that food. There's no food. You can't name a single food anywhere where, where, it, where the food is so good that the person can eat it forever and never, ever crave anything other than that. That's insanity to me. That doesn't even make any sense. That's completely unrealistic. Okay. Okay. I understand that. But even in, even still, like for women, because we are receiving men, we don't want a man that is inside of a million women's vaginas. Like that, uh, just like for health purposes, that's fucking hmm. gross. Like yes, we don't is. want that. Like I don't want to have sex with the last uh, 3,000 women you've had sex with. Like we want to feel safe. A part of being a woman is that we want to feel safe. And yes. we want our bodies to feel safe with you. I can't feel safe with you if I know you're having sex with 10 women over there. It's not going to work. It's not going to, mm -hmm. that doesn't make me feel good. It's going to make me feel insecure. I'm going to have to stay at the clinic. You're going to give me some, bac mm -hmm. some uh, the, a bacterial infection. Like yep. there's so many things that's going to happen from you being reckless. So yeah. my thing is, boys, if you walk down the aisle and you make that decision before God and before your family, just figure out a way to adhere to it. You said it. Don't do it if you don't mean it. Right. Put your ass down if you don't mean it. Just go about your business. Have a, have a whole bunch of girlfriends. Just go away if you don't mean it because it means something to women. I, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and what's interesting to me, what I always thought was strange is that you'll, you'll have women that become offended if a man is sleeping with other women while he's with her. But he can come in almost like he has a clean slate. Like you, you date some 35-year-old man that is the most handsome man in the room. You know, all the women are chasing after him because he's the dream guy. And there's no sort of accounting for the fact that he's probably had sex with, in many cases, some cases, not all, but in some cases he may have slept with 300 women before he got to you. And there's no, right, there's no accounting for the 300 women, right? Like, like for example, when Halle Berry married Eric Bonet, and Eric Bonet is a man that can sing where, for whatever reason, women throw their panties at, at singers, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so this man forms a sex addiction as a result of all the women that he's getting. Or you look at Will Smith, who wrote, I think he wrote in his book that he said that he had so sex with so many women that he would vomit when he had an orgasm. Uh, so so you know you're coming behind a whole lot of women from the jump, right? Uh, now, now, mind you, he may never sleep with anybody while he's with you, but he's bringing that to the table. And that's the interesting inherent advantage that a single man has over your 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 husband, right? So you, so your husband, he's been with you five years. Let's say he slept with three women over those five years, but then you, so you you dump your husband because he's a cheater, he's a liar, he's a dirtbag, right? Okay, fine. But then you go break up with your husband and you go back on the market. So you meet some handsome man that's got lots of money, and you say, oh, that's my man, that's going to be my new man. And he tells you every lie you need to hear or whatever. But there's no accountability for the fact that maybe during that five years you were married to your husband, he may have slept with four hundred women. But, but it's like you feel like you're going to a better situation. You're, and whereas I look at it like, well, maybe you're going from the frying pan into the fire. You went from a man who was at least trying to be disciplined for you. He was trying to be his best for you. He was 95% of what he needed to be, but not 100%. But then you're going to another guy who isn't trying to be anything for you. 
right? He's like, I don't owe you nothing. I, I, I have no accountability to you. I could have slept with a woman before I came out on this date. And you haven't, you only have a right to ask me where I was, where I was or who I was with. Right. <clears throat> I think that the second scenario can be worse than the first. And I have evidence to prove that that's true. I, I don't think women will admit it, but I have evidence. You want to hear my evidence? Yeah, go ahead. How many women do you know, black women in their 40s and 50s, who are on the dating market? I want you all to ask yourselves this question. How many black women can you name who are in their 40s and 50s who are single and dating who will describe <clears throat> the dating experience as a good one? Who will say, "Woo, it's so many great options, girl. I'm having a great time. <clears throat> this is amazing. How many, if I literally say, say all you black women out here that are in your 40s and 50s and dating, what's it like? And you'll hear, you'll see memes like of a thunderstorm <laughs> or burning in hell or, oh my God, I'm dying every day or there's <laughs> nothing but garbage. This is terrible. I'm so depressed. This is right. Like, so my thought is like, if it's so bad out there, why would you want to leave a marriage or a relationship to go into that kind of a thunderstorm. Because I can say that I dated as a, I was a single man in my 40s. I actually thought it was kind of, it wasn't bad. I mean, I love my wife. I'm happy to be married. But it was easy to meet women because there's an oversupply of professional, intelligent, gorgeous black women in their 40s. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even want to date women in their 30s. Like people, you know, that's why I disagree with Kevin Samuels because he said women over 35 are, are, are not interested. So I thought that was stupid because yeah. no, I didn't want to date women that were in their 30s. I like mature, intelligent women. And there, and there was no shortage of them. The, the divorce, single moms, all this other stuff. And I just kind of feel like as a community, we got to change something for this thing to work because it ain't working. What do you think? Well, I mean, listen, boys, it's hard out here. Like it, it is when you when you consider all of that, right? When you consider that you can get into a situation, but that person may uh, cheat on you, or y'all gonna go through things, and maybe it's just for a little while, right? Maybe y'all just working through it, and he's gonna evolve. After a while, it's not gonna work anyway, and you guys will sit together on a porch on in rocking chairs and rock band, right? So at some point, it won't matter, right? He won't want to have sex with other women. I don't know, but it just feels like that's it's, it just feels like a lot to have to deal with. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's also why women are opting out of marriage and just saying like, I mean, I <clears throat> opting out of like being with men and being married because it's just like I don't want to I don't want the the confusion mm -hmm. of it all. I don't want yeah. you know, you just got to weigh your options. Like, is this worth it? Is that worth it that this man can bring something home to you and give you a disease? But you're saying like. Yeah. And going back to our conversation about uh, the Jacksons, I now have six kids, right? I, I may have stayed, I don't know, maybe we could have been roommates, mm -hmm. right? We could have worked out a situation in this situation, going back to this young lady, and so we can both raise these six kids, or you got to take at least half these six kids. Like something has to happen, mm -hmm. right? So it's not leaving me with the brunt of all of it. I wonder if she had to do this all over again. Would she have had the six kids? Would she have gotten married? Mm -hmm. Like he took her good years, her good breeding years, and gave her all these kids and still was unsure okay. about being in a relationship. Still felt comfortable enough to go out and have emotional and extramarital affairs. Like I think that's um I think that's a lot to tell someone that they have to they have to accept it in order mm -hmm. to be with a man. I have to accept it. If that's what black men are gonna give me, I see why black why black women go to white men who are who might not step out on them who go to latino men who i'm just saying like i can see right. why if that's what we got to put up with as black women a man yeah. who's going to have sex with a million women and possibly mm. put us in danger mm -hmm. just go outside the race mm 
right? Or well, well I, I, I do agree with that, right? And, and I, I don't think now, mind you, I want to make sure it's clear. I love you're not, black men. Right, you're not right. You're not putting white men or Latino men on a pedestal because they no. cheat too, right? No. They, they, they do weird stuff too. But I do agree with For you, sure. though. I think historically, uh, black people, we have that whole slavery culture where uh you know that, that that idea of the big black buck sleeping with a lot of women like from the you know coming back from the breeding farms and all that like that's part of our culture so studies have actually shown that black men have more have sex with more women than uh other groups we we we, we do um and so so I, I i think that there's there's a point there's definitely um uh some a lot of truth to what you just said and i and i hear it completely uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna lay out a concept for you that I, that I want everybody to consider. And it'll be kind of my last word on the topic. And actually, before we do that, could everybody please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, this is Tierra KJ Williams, AKA Miss Black Hollywood, MS Black Hollywood. You can follow her on Instagram at Miss Black Hollywood and her website. Uh, she helps people with their businesses and stuff like that. And she has a great team. So if you have a business or, and you want to meet Tierra and talk to her team, uh, just go to realvirtual.net and they can help you get the assistance and support uh, because you shouldn't be doing it by yourself. It's it's easier to get it done when you have people that can help you and show you things at a fair price. So uh, the, it's spelled R-E-E-L virtual.net, not .com.net. And also, if you want to get uh, investing information from me, we believe in seeing our people uh, economically strong. Uh, my PhD is in finance, so I can help you with your stock market investing. So feel free to text the word stock to 87948. I'll send you our $5 a day investing plan. I'll send you a list of AI stocks that I believe in investing in and also some other resources like a training on how to make money without working. So feel free to text the word stock to 87948. All right. So here's my here's my final thought on this. Right. So you made a lot of good points about, um, you know, let's talk about the six kids. Right. So this this lady has six kids with this guy and they ended up they ended up uh, ended up breaking up. And um, and now they've got the six kids and she's a single mother with six kids. And I was reading the comments on the shade room and there were people who literally said, oh, my gosh, can you imagine being a single mother with six kids? And and I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, that's got to be stressful. And uh, and you're right. I thought that it was kind of weird that he's saying, like, after having six children, I got to go find myself. Um, you know, my reaction is, fuck you, you dumbass. You, you, you had six kids be a fucking grown man and stop that whole like teenager talk. Like, and this really, this is me challenging men to say, uh, you know, I know we live in a country where black men are trained to be little boys. Uh, we, we, we we're expected to be immature. Like if you look, look at our community, the black men that tend to get the most attention, that have the most success tend to be either comedians, rappers, or athletes, right? Child, child, child. These are all childish endeavors for the most part. The only thing that makes it not childish is that you're getting paid to do it. But literally, uh, if you, you know, comedians, they tell jokes. So you're not really a leader. You're not seen, you're not respected. You're just sort of seen as a clown. And then you have athletes and rappers who engage in clowning, clownish behavior, or the, even the athletes, they wear little kids uniforms and they make money. So it seems okay, but really, you know, it's, it's sort of um, limits who we are. And I say this because um, what that does is that that creates an immaturity amongst black men that I think has to be confronted. There's not a lot of men who take pride in just being grown ass men, sacrificing for their family, really committing, like knowing when it's time to tone it down and stop acting like you're 19. You're not 19 anymore, bro. You're a 35 year old man that's got six children that are looking at you 
in a, in a formal position of respect until you do otherwise. When you start behaving like the immature clown, like I can't imagine what would have happened. I, I was raised by a grown ass man. So that's why I'm biased. Uh, my daddy was not a grown ass man. My biological father was not. He was a child. But my man, the man that raised me, the man that stepped in and married my mother when I was three was a grown ass man. And he engaged in the masculine act of saying, I'm going to take responsibility for these two people. That is my responsibility for life. I'm going to be there for them for life. So what does that mean? That means that even through all the years when he was in his 20s, could have had women, could have had fun, could have sat around, smoked his weed and drank his liquor and had his hoes. He said, no, I'm coming home every day to be with my family. Now, mind you, though, for, all, for, for the sake of full disclosure, my father was unfaithful to my mother a few times. Women loved my dad. I saw women reacting to my father. He was funny. He had a position of authority. Women like men who wear uniforms. He was a cop. I think that that led to some scenarios and some situations that what was interesting was it never appeared on our doorstep. We would we never saw these women. Uh, and my mother, I don't know what my mother really went through, but I know that if you ask my mother right now, do you regret being married to this man for 50 years? She would say, hell to the null. That's my man. He stayed with me. Now that my mother, go, when she was going to the hospital for her chemo treatments, he was taking her to the hospital so she didn't have to do that by herself, trying to be some strong, independent black woman. She's not into any of that. now. But again, though, there's a trade-off, right? She had to endure some shit to get there. My father had to endure some shit. I saw times where my father had every reason to say, fuck this. This sucks. I'm leaving. It's too hard. I ain't got no money. This lady getting on my nerves. I got hoes. I could be out here doing, I could be having fun. And I'm, I'm 28 and I'm dealing with this. Shit. He could have did all of that. He could have yeah. been like, you know what? I got to go find, I can't imagine how I would have felt if my father at 32 years old had been like, I got to go find myself. I just... <laughs> I just need to go figure out who I am. I just, I just, I, you know, I just, I just don't know who. I, I, man, it's like, come on, Daddy, what we doing, Daddy? Yeah, like, you the, you're supposed to be the leader. Of like it's like it's like in football, you know, in, in in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes is the leader of the team. Patrick Mahomes and and the coach, they have to know what the plan is. Yeah. You got to be committed to the game. The, the, the Chiefs are going to win a Super Bowl or get another chance to win a Super Bowl because they know what the plan is. They sticking with the plan. I've seen Patrick Mahomes. I, I respect this guy because I've seen him break his ankle in the game. And he's like, I got to go back out there. My team needs me to lead them. So he's hobbling and limping. And go look at the old place. This guy's limping. He's on a broken ankle, but he's like, I got to lead the team. And men who are real men understand that your job is to lead the team. You don't walk off the field because it's hard or you, or I got to go, I got to go find myself. I got to go figure out who I am. You, you can't do that in the middle of the game, the middle of the competition. Your teammates are looking at you. They're waiting for the plan. Your children are your teammates. They're like, daddy, what's the plan? What we doing, daddy? How are yeah. we going to eat, daddy? And, yeah. and these little bitch ass, punk ass, weak ass men are like, I got to go find myself. I got to go. <laughs> it's, it's challenging out here. I gotta, and I'm not making fun of them. I don't want to, I don't want to ridicule too you much. But, but this comes from the fact that we live in a country where men are trained to be little boys. They want black men to be children. That's a childish thing to say. No, here's the deal. There's a concept in academia. You know, I come from academia. I was at the, it's on the faculty of Syracuse. There's a concept called tenure. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And the thing about tenure is tenure is where after six or seven years at a university, the university decides, okay, are we going to commit to this person? Or are we not going to do it? It's like shit or get off the pot. Right. And at that moment, you make a decision. Either I'm going to release you and let you go, or we're going to commit to you for life. Through thick or thin, rain, sleet, snow, or hail, good or bad, rich or for poor. And once they make that decision, you're in. That's yeah. it. You're in. 
you're vested. Like in, in companies, when they talk about being vested in the company, you yeah. know, like you've been there a certain number of years, you made a certain level of contribution, you're in, you've hit the point of no return. Do y'all understand? Let me know if you're following what I'm saying. I know I'm, 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 I'm explaining a little bit longer here, but I need everybody to get this point. There's a point where you're vested in a situation and yeah. you can't turn around. And, and, and so, so to me, if there's any indicator that they've become vested in each other, that they've hit the point of no return, is when you have six goddamn kids. You yeah. got six little children looking up to you, and your decisions are going to shape how these children live for the rest of their lives. You can either make them great and make them happy and ecstatic and, 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 and celebrate life, or you can make them so depressed that they're suicidal, sitting in a therapist's office on medication for the rest of their life because their parents did not figure it out. And, I, and, and so I just think that when you're vested, you're fucking vested. You know, do your vetting before you get to that point. Like, don't try to find yourself after you've already made the commitment. Find yourself before you make the commitment. Correct. And Correct. then when you make the commitment, understand what commitment means. I don't think people know what commitment means. Yeah. The people don't, this is, I, I'm, this is me, I, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people ain't going to get what I'm saying. I'm soapboxing here. I don't, I think the reason a lot of marriages don't last because people don't know what commitment means. Commitment means that when you agree to do some shit, you, you do it. Yeah. It's not conditional. It's like, well, I was going to do it, but this happened. Or I was going to do it, but he cheated. Or I was going to do it, but she got on my nerves. No, you made the damn commitment. And so I, so I'm, I'm here, I would publicly say, you know, I'm committed to the fact that I got married to my wife. If I ever get a divorce, it will not be because Dr. Boyce declared divorce on his wife. I don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. My wife could, I could come home and find her in bed with eight sailors and a, and a monkey. And literally... <laughs> You would not hear me declaring divorce. Why? Well, because I made it a family. This is my home. You're not gonna boot me out of my house. I'm not walking away just because it gets harder because you get on my nerves. So, so just just everybody can know this that if there's a divorce, it'll be because she declared it. I don't I don't know where her position is. I don't know how she views commitment, but that's how I view commitment. I view it in a old testament fire and brimstone kind of way. You said you're gonna do it, so you do it. Like, and I and I and it drives me crazy. I don't. I just don't get it. You know. So so when when I hear women, they're like, "Oh, he was abusive," or "Oh, this he cheated," or "Oh, whatever." It's like, well, did you vet this man before you made a commitment, or should I not respect your commitments at all? Because clearly, you you didn't take the time to understand what you were signing up for, and now you're all surprised and you're acting shocked and, and like you're the victim when really you victimized yourself. In my opinion, I agree I'm with sure. that. I agree with that. Actually, I was about to say to add to that. This young lady said that. Uh, Miss Jackson said that uh, she was he was cheating on her early or in their journey. And she knew that, but she stayed anyway, you know, before the children, before the six kids. So if you're in a situation, ladies, because that's the thing, right? Like you just said, OK, he cheated with a few women. You know, I'll accept it. I'll hold it down. I'll stay loyal. I'll be here. I'll ride or die. And then you and then instead of. Uh, going to therapy or trying to figure out if that if, if if you know that that is your deal breaker, I can't have a man that cheats on me. Don't marry him and then have six of his children and then he gonna you know and then he gonna cheat on you and then you're like, but you cheated on me. It's like you were cheating on me before we got married and had six children. So part of this is her fault. Part of it is his fault. Unfortunately, the kids will suffer. Yeah, and I think I think that's the common denominator. Um, as we sit around as adults and finding out who to blame for the breakdown of the family, the reality is that we know that the children are the ones who are going to suffer the most. 
that's what we know. Right. And, and I think that just for the sake of our kids, I mean, it's, it's hard out here, right? It's really hard to figure it out. It's, you know, nobody can sit here on a soapbox and tell anybody, uh, you know, what's right, what's wrong. I, I only took that liberty just because, you know, being a 52, I've kind of seen some things. I know a couple of things, maybe I can help somebody, but yeah. it, I, but I get it. it. It Nobody has all the answers. It's not easy. Yeah. And, uh, and I can tell you, I've rarely seen any sort of divorce or breakup where there wasn't enough blame to go around. And one of the things that I believe that I, that I've noticed in terms of families that can stick together is they're able to operate on a higher, higher vibrational uh, commitment to the relationship where they move past trying to figure out who to blame. And they simply say, how do we get past this? How do we keep the union together? Right? So, so it's not like I'm the problem or you're the problem. It's that the problem is the problem, right? Our, our division is a problem. This war is the problem. And we have to work together to find a way to overcome this problem. So if I'm having an issue with you as my friend, Tierra, um, I'm never going to be like, Tierra, you a raggedy, blankety blank. And let me tell you what your dumb ass did. And you like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, you know what, T, we, we're having an issue right now. And I need your help figuring this out. I need your help figuring out how we can bridge this divide because you're my friend and I don't want our friendship to disappear. Let's figure this out. And this is these are the little things you learn from therapists. And I think that our lack of willingness to go to therapy or to go to therapy as a couple, uh, it minimizes our chances of survival in these relationships. Relationships are hard. You can't figure it out by yourself. You really should get some help. Uh, in fact, given that marriage is a legal contract and a business contract for the most part, I encourage you to protect your investment by investing in some outside help. You know, And so my wife's website, I'll put it up here if anybody wants to reach out. Um, I don't know if she has space for new clients, but I know she's got classes and books and all kinds of stuff. Uh, feel free to go to coachingwithdralicia.com if that can help you. Because uh, the, the reality is that when you talk about things like I talk about wealth all the time, the biggest wealth killer out here are bad relationships. Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking about a guy who's just chasing around a bunch of women and wasting his money, or you talk about a woman <clears throat> who's got, you know, three kids with two babies, daddies or whatever, like 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 or you talk about a divorced couple where they're giving all their money away to lawyers or whatever, or that business that you built with your spouse is now failing because you all hate each other. Right. Uh, you, those are all these little ways that wealth gets destroyed. And I encourage anybody who cares about wealth to understand that managing your relationships properly is an important part of your wealth building journey. So I hope this helps everybody. I apologize if I sounded too preachy. Uh, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you get the last word before we head on out. No, no, no. Uh, y'all be safe out here. It's uh, y'all be safe out here. That's my, that's my final word. Be yeah. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is you ain't safe. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. Like we talked about not being safe if you're married and your partner's cheating on you, but you're, you know, and you're also not safe if you're single, you yeah. know, like and p- people go, having cuffing season and all that stuff. Like, so you're going to cuff with a new person every year, huh? That's how you're going to do it. Yeah. Right? And, and you're going to cuff. And, uh, and, and I've, I've, I remember even reading like biology articles where they even talk about like, like just people that are really attractive, especially men, the men in the top five to 10%, they get a lot of women that come after them because women are naturally they like like there are a lot of men. You know, how you got all these little men on the Internet that are complaining that women's standards are too high. Right. Well, I think that what's going on is that biology says that women, male, female mammals tend to want that they want to reproduce with men that are in the top 10 percent. So you have a skewness that we call the skewness in statistics where you might have one guy who can't get a date. But, then, or, you know, 20 of them. And then you have one guy, though, who's got 300 dates, 300 women that want him. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, and so what happens is, unfortunately, in our society where you have things like STDs and all that, that dude that every woman wants can also be the dude that's most likely to be infected with an STD. Why? Well, because a lot of men don't even go to the doctor. A lot of men got diseases and don't even know that they have it, you know. And so where, whereas you think about it, a woman who's in the top 10 percent, depending on the type of woman she is, there's no guarantee that she's had that she's sleeping with all the men that she could sleep with because women tend to have a different sort of set of barriers when it comes yeah. to sex right they they respond to say that women still do it and that you know y'all y'all still y'all still get it in but yeah. it's a different strategy it's not like okay hi nice to meet you let's go in the bathroom and have sex it's not like yeah. that it's like you know there's a different process so i think that generally like when people talk about the difference between the kind of man you pick as a husband versus the kind of man you pick that you might just want to mess around with or have a fling with I think that that's a delicate balance. And I think it's something that gets, that has to be taught to women. And I think women are, are not learning this, right? That's why women will try to turn a hoe into a housewife, so to speak. They'll try to take a man who's not built to be a husband and make him into a husband, mm-hmm. right? Because maybe you admire rappers or bad boys. So you say, oh, I love this bad boy. The sex was good. I'm going to make him into my husband. And then he turns out to be a terrible husband. Yeah. And, and and I know people make fun of that process of men, of women, you know, getting to be 29 or 30 and picking the safe guy to marry when they really kind of enjoy the, the experience with the bad boy. I think that's very natural. I really do. It's no yeah. different from the way the way the men, the way men, men, you know, a lot of men like hoes, but they don't want to marry hoes. They yeah. want to marry the good girl. Right. Yeah. You know, so, but they, they, they might go through life appreciating both sides of the world. But but if you look at a hoe and you say, oh, well, maybe that hoe should be your wife. The man's like, well, I, that, I don't want her as my wife. I want you as my wife, but I like the hoes, right? Yeah. And the same thing is true with women too. Like women might be like, no, no, I want the safe guy who drives the minivan to be my husband because that fits the expectations of what I need in a spouse. Yeah. But, you know, I see the Idris Elba types walk by and I am still attracted to that, but it does take a certain level of discipline also, I think, to be able to balance and navigate that. And I don't know if people get that. And I also think that, and this is another thought that I'm having, I'm having a stream of consciousness. I hope, I hope you all can forgive me for this, but I even think about like how that temptation for the things that you want over the things that you need, that can ruin you, right? So if you're a woman and you're Sierra and you go let future get you pregnant, well, you're going to get diseases and you're going to be a baby's mama of a horrible man that, that is abusive. Right. Um, and so you have to be able to have that balance to say, yeah, this is what I like. Like, like I like to spend some time in the sweet section, but if I spend too much time eating candy every day, I'm going to get fat and get diabetes. Yeah. Right. And the same thing is true with men. You know, every man can appreciate, you know, the, the pretty girls with even the ones with the BBLs If the BBL doesn't look too bad. Men will look because we're naturally wired to appreciate like the big booties and all this other weird stuff that, that people want to do. Yeah. But most decent men, most smart men are not sitting here saying, oh, wow, look at that BBL. I need her to be the mother of my kids and my wife. Yeah. No, the same man who who can, who will stare at your booty because you got all that shit injected in it is also the same man who will be embarrassed to be with you if he's introducing you to his mother. I would never in my life introduce my mama to a woman that's got some oversized cartoonish ass that she bought at the damn department store. That would not, that's not, a. there's nothing about that. I would look like a buffoon trying to do that. But don't think that men don't see these things. Men men can appreciate all that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, no, I was, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I saw an interview yesterday with a psychiatrist talking about like how we should basically our barometer for, uh, when we are attracted to people. Basically, she said, um, how to know is when you put um, something in the oven and you put it on like low, you don't worry about it. Like, right. So if you meet a man who is safe and all of that, you put it on low, you might not be, you know, you you might walk away and 
go and get your nails done and do all these things. But that's probably because, you know, it's there. It's secure. It's not going to burn as opposed to like having she like um, also likened a man like a bad boy to be like versus a pot that you have on a stove that's like boiling and what and you're a chat you're like oh is it is it gonna is it is it you know like it's popping and water is you know it's boiling right so you keep going back to it so like she was just like sometimes we're attracted to that like to that flame mm -hmm. to that it, like that was the way she described it so if it feels boring and like you're kind of waiting on it and it's like it'll, it'll be done in a few hours or whatever as opposed to that boiling water it's, it's like she i just thought that was so interesting that we the things that feel boring the things that are going to take a little longer the slow burn we don't want that that they, if you feel like somebody is uh, you can't stop thinking about them and you're kind of obsessing over them you're like oh my god you you feel like it must be love but really, like, that's not love. That's like your body saying, like, run, right? But we mm -hmm. we have that wrong, where it's just like, run feels like, according to movies, that it's like, I can't, my butterflies, well, you learned that butterflies means that it's literally, literally your nervous system saying, no, no, no. And we've made it nice love songs, you know? So just knowing what you feel in your body and, you know, the boringness of, like, something safe. Safe is boring sometimes. Safe is monotonous. Safe is the same. Safe is predictable, you know? Mm -hmm. So just so you know, just so we're aware of that as we're dating. Ladies, as we're dating, just know that. If he gives you butterflies, run, sis. Run. <laughs> I, well, you know, I think that's a good point. Uh, really what it really comes down to is uh, a variable that reflects your likelihood to be successful or your likelihood to have a successful culture or a strong community, which is the ability to delay gratification. Um, a lot of times, and this is this goes back to the untreated trauma in the black community, people that are heavily traumatized, they're constantly having to self-medicate. And people self-medicate through things like liquor, drugs, sex, stuff like that. Uh, sometimes it's food. Like, like really after I learned about trauma and how heavy trauma is in the black community, when I see a morbidly obese person who can't stop eating, I'm seeing trauma because yeah. that, that the endorphins released from eating food uh, gives them some sort of comfort. And that's why they call it comfort food. And so so really, and the same thing could be true when, when somebody gains an addiction to sex. It's like, I like having sex because that's the time I get to feel good. That's when my pain goes away. That's when my fear and anxiety goes away, right? So really, uh, the ability to delay gratification is essential for anybody that wants to have a successful, stable life. And so when you see people that, um, you know, that they, they can't they have certain men they can't resist, maybe because they're digmatized or or men who just um, in, do things that are going to cause them long term problems, long term harm. I think that that comes from that fact that we, we, we run away from things like therapy and we don't heal. So we end up sort of constantly self-medicating and engaging in this instant gratification, which is very anti uh, to our success. It's it's literally the key to failure. It's the key to misery. Uh, you look at DMX, DMX, uh, that's a great prototype of what happens when when you don't get the help you need yeah. and you're constantly turning to the crack instead of turning to the therapist or the healing that you have to do to get past, you know, this addiction that you, you formed. Right. And so so that's what I when so when people are just like when you see a guy that's got, you know, 25 babies, mamas or a woman that's that's, you know, got a bunch of kids with a bunch of different men or made, made a bunch of bad relationship decisions because she's chasing what she wants <laughs> as opposed to having the discipline to go for for what she needs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is that that instant gratification versus delay gratification. It's, and I don't think that's taught enough in our culture. In fact, I think we live in a society where you're trained to pursue instant gratification. Uh, Hip hop music is all about instant gratification. If you want it, go get it. If you got it, go spend it. If you, if it looks good, go fuck it. You know, like like that's literally what you're told to do. And and so basically, they give you in the culture what they call the culture. This is this is not a culture that I think anybody should embrace. But they tell you in the culture to basically they give you a blueprint. This is how you destroy your life. You know, drugs, alcohol, sex. For men, it might be things like gambling, whatever. Don't worry about the future. Only nerds worry about the future. And I'm 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 I, I'm glad I was a nerd, you yeah. know. Like I, I'm glad that I didn't, you know, because because I mean when I was in my twenties, I I grew up in around, you know, I'm about the same age as like Jay Z and Dame Dash and all that. And I remember being in my twenties and I saw how they were living and and I watched movies. I didn't know Dame. I know Dame personally now, but I didn't know him back then. And I remember watching them on tour and kind of saying, "Man, that would be so much fun to be on tour with Jay Z and DMX." And and I remember hearing DMX go on um and they said so what do you do while you're on tour to pass the time and he's like none he said smoke all day fuck all night and that's literally i remember him saying it and i remember thinking man that i guess that would be nice i didn't know what it was like to smoke all day but i mean the other part i could relate to and i was like that must be nice and all these pretty girls around but then even then i was thinking i don't know if that's going to end well for him that's not yeah that's not a healthy Yeah, that's not a balanced lifestyle that's no. going to lead to like you living into old age. And you saw what happened with DMX. And I, so I think that every time we see a celebrity go down in those circumstances, I think that that is an opportunity for us to learn, like just what balance really looks like. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and because because if we understand balance, I think we'll understand like why our families are falling apart, why our wealth is not growing, why we have certain struggles. You have to have that balance. I'm done talking. Yeah, I mean, we've done it. We've talked. We have, we have. I, I've, I've enjoyed this a lot. I've enjoyed this. And I want to give everybody your social media. Is it okay. at Miss Black Hollywood, MS Black Hollywood? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to try to type it in here. And so everybody, go follow Tierra uh, at Miss Black Hollywood on Instagram. And also her website is, um, it is uh, <clears throat> realvirtual.net. Actually, I'll put the website up first. So y'all can see that and make sure everybody can go take a look. And uh, she actually has a great team that can help you with your business, help you get it started, help you take it to the next level, help you get the support and help that you need. Uh, they can do it all. And the consultations are free. So it costs you nothing to find out how to increase your income. So if you are a person that wants to do well financially and wants to find uh, a side hustle or whatever, uh, they can really help you with that. And it, it doesn't cost you anything. So feel free to take a look and there's her Instagram at Miss Black Hollywood. It's right there on the screen. Uh, Also, uh, for those of you that want to join us uh, every morning when we do financial consciousness training or learn more about your economics uh, through the Black Business School, uh, just text the word stock to 87948. I'll send you uh, some things for free. Uh, I'll send you a list of AI stocks that I've invested in. I'll send you our $5 a day investing plan with that will help any family catapult itself to wealth. Uh, it's an easy plan. It makes a big difference. I'll also send you a training I did called how to make money without working my, my, my doctors in finance. And so uh, I, I like sharing information like that. They can help you to achieve your goal. So, uh, so thank you again to our guest, Tierra KJ Williams. And thank you all for hanging out with us for this special extra long 90 minute episode of Dr. Boyce TV. Normally we don't go this long, but yeah. Hey, whatever, this was fun. And we're yeah. also, we're, we're on Spotify and Apple. So if you have Spotify or Apple, look up my name, Boyce Watkins, you can find me there. So God bless you guys. Take care. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Um, Peace. Bye.
All right.